Okay, welcome to Power Pivots, the podcast where we explore the stories behind the fundamental career shifts and changes that made all the difference. I'm your host, I go by Hatu, and today we're joined by... Leslie Guam. Leslie Guam, LG. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Very excited to talk to you. Very excited to talk to you. I always like to start the show by asking people about their PowerPoints. PowerPoints are three different words or phrases that basically encapsulate who you are. So for you, Leslie, what would you say that your PowerPoints are? Um, my determination, okay. my ability to be a good listener, okay. and my discipline, okay. my sense of discipline. All right. Care to explain? Care to tell us a little bit more about why you chose those? Well, determination is why you even asked me to be here today. I'm going to admit it, but if I were a determined person... I wouldn't be here. So okay. we'll elaborate on that later. Good listener. I feel like that's kind of self-explanatory, but I hear that people a lot too when I'm speaking. They're like, oh, wow, like you're a good listener. And I think it's because not to, you know, turn to a therapy session, but I feel like there have been many times in my life where I felt like no one was listening to me. So I make it a point, like people know that I am listening to them. And disciplines, related determination, you know me. You know that, like, before anything else, I'm going to go to bed at 8.30 if I need to so I can hit the 6.30 a.m. spin class. <laughs> and I've been that way for a long time. Those are good ones. I, I believe those. I think those are fairly accurate. I think those are fairly accurate. What do you mean fairly? No, they're good. They're good. They're good. They definitely encapsulate you. They definitely encapsulate you for sure. You did a great job. They always say that the story is told in hindsight. The hindsight is twenty twenty. So... I know you said we'll talk about it later, but let's get into it a little bit now. Tell us a little bit more about your story. So I am from the Midwest, went to state school in Midwest, studied journalism as well as African-American studies. After that, I wanted to go into journalism or PR. But as you know, I am a child of immigrants and immigrant parents Nigerian parents are like doctor, lawyer, engineer, accountant. Those are your options. That is that is it. Right, exactly. Anything else is a failure, and we aren't letting that happen. And I'm the oldest girl in my family, so like failure is not an option, whatever that means. And so I ended up going to law school in Chicago after law school took the bar, passed the bar, the Illinois bar, and was practicing first divorce law for a little under a year. Which I actually enjoyed, but I couldn't live off of that salary. Not saying the divorce law doesn't pay at all, but the firm I was working for, which I think is why I enjoyed it, couldn't afford to pay me what I needed to. So I made the move over to insurance litigation, healthcare insurance litigation on the plaintiff side, which paid better. Not amazing, but better. But I did not enjoy it, like, at all. <laughs> at all. And I've always wanted to work in entertainment. Like, growing up, music and music storytelling was always my passion. And... After doing all the stuff I didn't enjoy for so long, I was like, this is actually eating at me. And I'm alive, but I'm not really living. Um, yeah, so I was like, I'm just existing here. I'm not really living, I'm existing and it's eating at me. And then after a very dramatic breakup, I decided to think about what are my like, passions and what can I really do here that'll make me just enjoy myself more. And I actually started working at an independent record label in Chicago, small company, and I was helping them with their artist partnerships and sponsorships. So like helping them get sponsors for tours and music videos and things like that. Now, was this a breakup 
from a personal breakup or a work breakup? <laughs> Have you ever heard the term work breakup? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just trying to find out. You know, you're a lawyer. Y'all y'all operate a little differently. Y'all operate a little differently. Yeah, you get a little tea. It was a personal breakup. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now we're getting down to it. Okay. So the personal breakup caused you to reassess what you really wanted from passion mm -hmm. level at work. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm like, what can I throw myself into that's going to benefit me? And so I found the record label, but then I also started volunteering with Chicago Independent Radio. And in order to be on air as a DJ, you had to spend a certain amount of time working in podcasting. And I started doing that and fell in love. I'm like, I don't really need to be on air as such. I can stay here. And as part of that adventure, I um, was helping to produce and I was part of a rotating panel of co-hosts on this show where we interviewed music artists as they came through Chicago, as well as artists who were local to Chicago. I absolutely love that experience. And between the two of those experiences, the record label and the radio station, I was like, I need to move. Like, I want to be in this industry doing something similar, but I live in Chicago. And while Chicago does have an entertainment industry, it's not really one that you can like live off of. So I'm like, I have to move to New York or LA. Okay. I applied to a bunch of jobs, heard nothing back, had some informationals here and there, like over the phone, but they all kind of ended in, you got to come out here. Because I am a calculated risk taker, I decided to apply to graduate school again, <laughs> because I'm like, if I go back to school, I will have not only new skills, but also a brand new network. I heard about the consortium through a friend of a friend. And through the consortium, I was able to get the full scholarship to UCLA Anderson. Big bank. Yes. <laughs> Shout out the consortium. That's how we know each other. That's how we know each other. So I began there 2018 and just really used that time to network. As soon as I got to LA, I was just on the internet setting up information so everybody I could find. So I was like constantly at these record labels, at agencies, like anybody go talk to me. I was talking to them. I was like, I stopped keeping track after 80, after 80 informationals. So business school was a backup plan for you to be able to just get out here and have something to fall back on so you could continue to network. Yes. Wow. Okay. I was very focused. I mean, back to that determination, like I was very focused. Like I was like, I'm here to do this one thing. But in the event that I'm like, I'm not able to pivot into entertainment, I can still pivot into like brand management or something because that was actually my focus in business school. Yeah. So when I was in business school, I interned at Universal Music Group twice. The first time was at Fame House, which was like an internal like merchandising company. And I was in business development there. And then I also interned in business and legal affairs for Universal Latin Entertainment. That solidified that I don't want to do law like at all. <laughs> I was like, I'm interning in the legal department at the biggest record label in the world. And I don't want to do this. So do you think that you got those internships because you are a lawyer? They saw that and they're like, okay, cool. Like, let's put you in the legal department. For that role, yeah. Okay. They're like, yeah, like she has a law degree already. And then she's building the business acumen because she's currently in business school. So made her all the sense. And I feel like maybe it also just wasn't the right environment for me. Like, I'm not saying like I would never do a business affairs role ever. I feel like that one was way more um, transactional paperwork based versus like negotiations. So I knew that wasn't for me, but that's why you do internships to learn what is for you and what isn't. So I did those two. And then my last internship before graduating was at Endeavor Content. 
It's now called Fifth Season, but I was a content strategy intern for their podcast division. And that was a very pivotal internship for me. Two reasons. One, the way I got it. Back to the power of networking. When I was interviewing for summer internships, I interviewed at Fifth Season for a business development role. And I wasn't selected for that. But I had a really good conversation with the recruiter and one of the managers on that team. Fast forward, I don't know, maybe like six months, they want to do a podcast project. And the recruiter tells the president, who was one who requested the project, I know somebody who's great for it, but she's external. Can we bring her in? And that's because when I was just talking to him before my interview, I mentioned how much I enjoy podcasting. And he remembered that. And you'd had so much podcast experience from before. Yeah, because I also didn't mention that when I was in business school, I was doing my own podcast as well, my own hip hop podcast every week. Yeah, so he remembered all of that and brought me back in, did that internship, which was basically breaking down the podcast industry for the company's president. Because he knew what it was, but like didn't have a lot of insights. So just info gathering for him, as well as recommendations based on the information that I found about the different genres and the availability of talent, et cetera, et cetera. So that was amazing. It wrapped in February of 2020. Oh, wow. Yep. The greatest time. Yep. The greatest time. Exactly. And then March came and they're like, hey, you want a job? <laughs> Jobs where? What is, what is that? <laughs> exactly. That is that. Um, so I did that until, like I mentioned, until February. And then, I, you know, I was in school the whole time. We all went virtual, graduated in June of 2020. I'll get a job when it comes. <laughs> of course, naturally, I'm panicking at first. But after a while, I was like, will be, will be. And I ended up landing my full-time job at a streamer in October of 2020. Been there ever since. I'm currently working in show development and production. So basically, I'm helping our studio decide which shows we greenlight and move forward with by like going through the decks and like holding the pitch meetings. And then once we decide the shows to green light, I help work cross-functionally with like our marketing, PR, teams, et cetera, to help the shows have a great launch. Very nice. This is cool because in a lot of these instances, when I speak to folks, these pivots are never straight paths, but it sounds like you used a lot of your previous experience or leveraged a lot of your previous experience to get to the next step and then eventually kind of like figure out how to go from there, in particular internships. What would you say are the most critical resources that you used to be able to get there? Obviously, you spoke about the network being critical, whether it was folks from school or from like internship interviews that you'd had, keeping contact with recruiters, but from the organization or degree or course standpoint, what would you say are some of the more critical resources that you Okay, I'll just bunch like network into like one big thing because that's your alumni network, but that's also LinkedIn and the cold reach outs. That was one. And then two, two slash one A, I guess, because your clubs are very important. Like for me, I joined the entertainment association at school. And when I was in that, they had recruiters and employees from different companies come speak to us. So I actually connected with one of the recruiters from Universal Music Group through that club. And that's how I landed that first internship there. So use your club's resources. And then lastly, I would say keeping up for entertainment, at least keeping up with the trades was very important because when you get to these information roles, like you're going to need things to talk about, right? And you can ask people about their career journeys, which is what I always did, but you also want to ask them, oh, their thoughts on whatever is going on in the news, in the industry, or at their particular company. When I was in school, the Disney Fox deal happened. 
So anytime I spoke to somebody from one of those companies, I asked them, like, how are you feeling about this? Or like, how has that impacted your team? I mean, one, I did find it interesting, but then two, to let them know, like, I'm not here to waste your time either. Like, I really genuinely care about your thoughts. And what are some resources that you used to keep up on what was going on in the industry? I read Variety, Deadline, Hollywood Reporter for podcasting. I read Pod News. From your standpoint, how critical in your journey would you say being a lawyer was and or is and having an MBA Mm, that's a tough question because like I don't necessarily use the degrees themselves in my role now the background is helpful people are impressed when I say things like SWOT analysis which is truly not a big deal <laughs> but yeah, yeah. don't know what it is <laughs> right 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 google it right exactly and then like even from law when you work in these big companies it's just relationship management which is kind of like client counseling honestly so like skills that I picked up but I can't say it's like oh the JD was really crucial or like the MBA was really crucial I think the JD was slightly more crucial just because I am terrible at standardized tests the GMAT broke me it broke me I was like forget this if I need the GMAT to be a consultant then I don't need to be a consultant like forget it <laughs> y'all got it right exactly y'all y'all won <laughs> to quote Austin y'all won um <laughs> <laughs> and so I ended up taking the GRE, did better on that, but still like not at the UCLA average. But I think the fact that I already had a professional degree and certification made them realize like, oh, she can do school. She may struggle with these, but she can do school. And I'm not sure that like without that, that would have proven anything because like I had great grades, but like everybody has the grades who applies to UCLA, you know? So I think that helped me to get into business school, which has changed the trajectory of my life. But yeah, like I said, the degree itself, I'm not actually like using the degree. Like I'm not like looking at contracts all the time or like litigating things. Yeah, it's interesting, especially the business degree. It's interesting the way that you kind of use them as like fallback plans of like, mm -hmm. listen, I know what I want to do. I know where my passions are, but just in case things go left, I have this that I can utilize. In that same vein, why are you so passionate about entertainment and in particular audio, music, and podcasting? Like, why are those such big passions of yours? Well, I don't like sitting still for long periods of time, so I never got really into movies like that. I like TV shows even more, but <laughs> that kind of like ruined it for me. But I've always really been into music. I mean, that's what kind of out of my family way like my dad was very into music and then I've often found that that's the way that I connected with people like if we have nothing else in common I typically know a song that you like or an artist and we can start a conversation from based on that and I love audio because it's just another method of storytelling that I can listen to as I'm cleaning my house <laughs> or going on a run um, and also I have a journalism background. So it's like, I really find it interesting that audio gave a platform to people who weren't traditional journalists, but had that inquisitive nature that I find really interesting. Like the first podcast that I listened to consistently was Combat Jack, rest in peace. Um, you know, he was an attorney turned podcaster and I learned so much in a fun way. And that also led me to listen to A Waste of Time with It's The Real. And those guys, like they're not writers, but the way that they would research artists and ask these really like unique questions I found fascinating so that was my first in and then I started to listen to more like comedy podcasts it's like having like a community people that you don't know <laughs> right yeah. like the parents yeah. and relationships uh which I just find all of those absolutely fascinating it's really cool because whenever I speak to people about like entertainment you think of it as something that's just 
there for one person to consume. But I'm starting to find that reason that people gravitate towards it so much is because it actually ends up building community, whether it's yep. something that gives you some commonality with someone else or whether it's the community that's centered around like that particular form of entertainment. Folks are thinking of it more from that standpoint. And for you, I know that you said that you work at a streamer. Is that something that you guys think about internally, building community based on the content that you guys produce? Oh, absolutely. That's one of the questions we think about when we're evaluating like potential talent either. Like, do they have a following that we think they would bring with them to the platform? Or if not, do we think that we can build one based on the topics that they cover and their proximity to other people with like large platforms? So absolutely interesting. From the standpoint of pre-pivot and post-pivot, what is some advice that you would give yourself looking back? They're not going to revoke your scholarship. So please do not cry in the bathroom over your finance final. <laughs> like pull it together. Does that happen? <laughs> in the broader sense, keep it in perspective. Yes. There you go. <laughs> okay. 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 And then like, don't forget to network across because it's something like I'm doing a better job of now. I mean, when you're in business school, you're just obviously like networking your classmates because you're around them all the time. But I kind of wish I would have taken more time to like meet students from like, USC and Loyola Marymount and like been more in like cross community events because you're all going to rise together. The next CEO of whatever large company is in our cohort. So we also know each other now. I guess I'm trying to do more of now, but back then it would have been helpful to know. Okay. Take advantage of that network. I mean, like you said, the degree aspect of it, like no one really cares about the SWOT analysis, like unless you're particularly <laughs> working on that, but utilizing those networks just overall, even if you didn't go to school, making sure that the network is something that you're paying attention to and just continuously meeting people. And that ends up just paying dividends in the future. Yep. What would you say in the space of audio or podcasting in particular that you're particularly like excited about? I'm really excited about the new formats that are coming. Um, like as much as I love a traditional chat show or interview show, like you can only do so many of those. So I'm really interested in these different format breakers. Like I've seen dating shows that are podcasts. I've seen sitcom podcasts. And I find like all this stuff like really fascinating. And people are so creative, just need a chance. No, that's cool. I, mean, I think that it's like people see like, okay, this is one form of media. And it's like, oh, let's see what we can do with it. Mm -hmm. Again, there's a little something for everybody. It's so funny. Like a few years ago, I talked to people and they're like, ah, I'm not really a big podcast person. Mm -hmm. But now... It's like almost inevitable that you have to listen to podcasts in some form or fashion because there's always a little something for everybody, whether you gather news from it, whether you use it for self-motivation, whether you're entertained by it. There's just so many different forms that could really benefit whatever you're looking for. Exactly. Like everybody thought like podcasting was the same, like NPR, like they're one and the same. And I'm like, they had the OG podcast, but there are so many more forms than, yeah. you know, a burst, which I love, by the way. I love Daily listener. <laughs> but yeah, Same. you're 100% right. Well, there you have it, y'all. Leslie, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And thank you all for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe for more. And most important, pivot powerfully. Be well, everyone.